Welcome to Ali Barfoot's Equestrian Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I started the podcast in 2020 at the start of the first lockdown. It was something I thought I could do without having to leave home. And since then, it's grown in strength. I've interviewed lots of riders. And now I'm starting to interview people from across the equestrian world who are behind the scenes grooms, people that perhaps you don't think are involved with equestrian, because there's so many different jobs involved with horses that don't mean you always have to be sat on top of a horse. My guest today is from the world of equestrian and she is an equestrian international photographer and it's Hannah Cole. Hope you enjoy it. My guest today is Hannah Cole, who joins us now. Hello. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for coming on the Equestrian Podcast. Now, I'm really curious to know, what is your first riding memory? Oh, good question. Um, It was such a long time ago, dare I say. Um, I am very, very lucky, and I'm very aware of that. I had ponies from a very young age. I was a very lucky little girl. Um, From about three or four, I was very, very fortunate um, to have parents with a little bit of land and and space for a pony. So um, my first recollection, although I don't believe he stayed very long, was a very naughty little Palomino pony called Danny. Um, Obviously I've always had um, yeah a liking for for characterful horses shall we say um very feisty (laughs) um and then i suppose my my longest memory through childhood i had a wonderful flea bitten gray um little mare called cherry and we had um yeah a lot of fun just local level local gymkhanas um very lucky where we lived um with farmers farmers as neighbors um so we had lots of hacking, lots of um, rides. There's a bit of an infamous photo in, in the family album of my mom taking me on the lead rein on a lovely long hack. Um, and it was actually the afternoon before my brothers and sisters were born. So she is um, heavily pregnant, taking me on this wonderful little hack on my pony. Oh, that must be a fabulous photo, which actually leads very well into the next question, which is when did you realise that equestrian photography was the path you wanted to go down um now this was actually quite a tricky question for me in that it's always been there um certainly I mean obviously I've said I'm very lucky from a young age I was you know had ponies our next door neighbors um in childhood were actually farmers who had um quite a passion for for point-to-point amateur um national hunt racing so i would always be there um you know eager to get as much horse time as i could um so they would um stop the horse box on their way on their way to the point to point because you know free groom um i'd hop in you know in those days when you could just hop into the horse box and sit in the cab um and go off with them and but equally cameras were always um a part of my childhood as well. I always seem to have, you know, nothing extravagant, you know, a little cheap compact camera. And I would always be fascinated by, you know, horses and especially, I suppose, getting to know the point to pointers. You know, a 
thoroughly fit half a ton of racehorse in full flight, you know, sort of taking off over a fence, wanting to always be able to capture that picture, that sort of mid fence, um, you know, horse making that beautiful, um, elegant shape that, that we all love. And I was always trying to capture that. So I've always, um, I've got boxes and boxes of, of photos from when I was a young girl of point to point race horses of my favorite pony cherry, um, other horses that I was lucky enough to have. Um, and it just sort of developed from there really. Um, and sort of, yeah, very, very lucky. Most recently, I mean, that's always then sort of carried on horses and cameras have always been, um, there and thereabouts and, always seemed to be together as well. One was never without the other. Um, then most recently, I suppose, um, you know, we all develop, I've got into more different equestrian disciplines. I still love my racing. That is still, um, you know, as we sit here in these strange COVID times, I would absolutely love, you know, usually on a cold, damp weekend in February, I'm found out in the point to point field with my camera. Um, yeah. But yes, got into eventing, got into many other different disciplines with the camera. And then, yes, um, oh, probably quite a few years ago now, I was very lucky to actually be um, gifted for a milestone birthday, um, a DSLR camera, sort of improving the the skills that I had. Um, went out, especially got involved with the eventing quite a lot. Um, you can get, it's very accessible. You can get very close. You can get some great opportunities for capturing that perfect moment of a horse sort of mid-flight. Um, so yeah, did lots and lots of photography and had sort of a bit of a, a landmark moment. Um, horse and Hound, as it were, or Eventing Magazine originally started it, I believe, but Horse and Hound um, did an eventing um, amateur photography competition and I saw it and I thought, oh, do you know what? I've got a couple of photos that oh, I don't know if they'll be good enough, but I'd love to send them off. Um, I did, thought nothing more of it. Um, as it happened, um, the email um, informing me of the result actually got um, lost in the junk folder. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, I do subscribe to the magazine. So suddenly I'm sitting there, I'm flicking through the latest um, edition of the magazine and I open the page and almost sort of fall over because suddenly there's my photo staring back at me. And I'm like, what, what, what? what? How did that get in there? Um, so yes, I was very lucky to win, win um, the Horse and Hound Amateur Photography Competition. And that wow. sort of propelled the journey really um sort of following on from that the first prize of that was to be able to go to badminton with um access of the press press accreditation um so that was a wonderful experience but mm. it, it's a little bit like a drug once you had it once you wanted it again you wanted to keep doing it and working towards it um very quickly after then, um, a small publication put an advert out. They were looking for um, more photographers, um, a chance for sort of, you know, up and coming photographers to, to join them and increase their skills. So, again, I applied expecting nothing, 
um, and got a very quick response back and was invited to go and join the publication. And I had three amazing seasons with that publication. I learned so much. I went to so many different places. A little girl with her camera, um, yeah, has, has gone a long way. <laughs> Well, that's I, that's so lovely, and and that you you put it in, and you didn't even realise you'd won. <laughs> you opened the magazine, and it was it was it was just. I mean, you know, you think of those moments. It was just such a surreal moment to to be reading the magazine. That I mean, obviously, other magazines are available, um, but you know, to read the magazine I've I've read since I was a little girl to suddenly turn the page and see my photo there. It was like. Well, to begin with it, I was like, well, hold on a minute, that photo, well, it looks like my photo. How have they got a picture the same as my photo? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It was, yes, a very surreal moment. And, yeah, it was a shame I was in the house on my own at that point because I, well, although it may have been fortuitous because I jumped around like a lunatic. Um, but, yeah, the, the, there was nobody there to, to celebrate with me in that moment. But, yes, it was it was a very special moment and one that I shall cherish. Yeah. And then I'm not sure whether the next question has already really been answered. So let's see how it goes. What support financially and emotionally have you had on your photography equestrian journey? Ooh, OK. Um, so on the financial level, um, I am very lucky and I, I do say it as being lucky um, and fortuitous that photography is obviously for me developed as a hobby and I would class it now as my part time job. Um, I'm very lucky now that um, yeah, a lot of people and opportunities have, have come my way and I've been able to progress it, but I do um, also combine my my job with photography in a full-time day job as well as I call it so there is a day job that that does sit there that um you know I I am lucky I it allows me to essentially pick, pick and choose the photography jobs that I do and I probably from a personal level I probably plan my season around where I want to go and what I want to see first um, and then I'm very lucky that you know clients and people along the way support me in all of those adventures that I do but then you know I am lucky and fortuitous that I do have a day job that um, that covers the bills in that respect and lucky that I have a day job that I can um, sort of fit fit one around the other um, I mean I won't lie in the middle of summer um, trying to fit a sort of 40 50 hour a week day job in what can essentially be the same amount of hours in the photography job is um is a bit of a juggling act but I'm I'm very fortunate I I enjoy the day job that I do um I work in the construction industry um with with the love of the photography as well and I managed to just about squeeze them both in yeah well that's definitely but well, I didn't expect you to say construction industry but that's um <laughs> There we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they're very, very different, um, but mm. equally probably actually quite 
quite sort of similar. So I do um, an office-based um, design and creative writing job within the construction industry. Um, okay. So yeah, there's a few um, sort of transferable skills that that do go between the two computers, shall I say? Um, yeah. But yeah, on on an emotional level, from the emotional support that I've had, um, again at the risk of sounding like um, a broken record. Again, I find myself very fortunate. Um, I've been incredibly lucky, certainly with um, the publication that gave me the opportunity to come into this in a more professional um, in a more professional way. I was very lucky. There was a lot of um, current photographers who were with them, as well as um, certainly from the people that you meet on the circuit. Quite a few of the other professional photographers that I met had come through a similar route um, and I would say definitely one of the best things about being a photographer on the equestrian circuit is it very cheesy but it is quite a big family you know I'm very lucky to call a lot of them very good friends now um, you know they're always there there is brilliant banter if you're ever um, on our side of the string at an event, there's always a lot of banter and giggles and laughs along the way, but they're also all there for, you know, you can guarantee that, you know, if you've got a bit of a head scratcher moment, um, there's always people that have either been there or experienced it before. Um, equally, although obviously some of us are technically competitors, we're all there doing our own thing we've all got our own brief um and everybody is generally very helpful so you know if you want to know how far is it to the next fence what are the best angles um oh i wonder if you know shooting it from the other side is going to work there's always a friendly photographer there who's happy to to help and throw ideas with you and, and share information and that's definitely um i've been very very lucky that there's been lots of people um, like that within the industry that have that have helped me along. Yeah, that sounds really good. Uh, and what has kept you going when times are tough? Um, I've got very supportive um, publication and a lovely band of of loyal clients and people that I've previously worked with who are very supportive and do keep you going. Um, I suppose again, um, being very lucky that there's a lot of my friends are now photographers so you can always guarantee that if there's a you know there's a creative block there's a query there's something that's popped up um you know typically somebody else has come across it and is usually very very happy I would say um you know, sometimes it can be a bit of an idea that you know because they're professional photographers they're not very approachable and they won't want to help that couldn't be further from the experience that I've had. They're all very helpful and we've all, you know, regularly keep in touch and, and keep each other going. Um, certainly, I suppose that's where probably there's a crossover between my jobs. So, you know, within my day job, I've experienced, you know, creative block and imposter syndrome and, and everything else and have worked out. But you know what, we... We all, you know, nearly all of us have probably gone through something like that and, you know, have found ways of, of working through that. But I suppose, you know, obviously the biggest elephant in the room at the moment in terms of hard times would obviously be sort of sitting here just over, you know, 11 months ago when 
you know, the world suddenly stopped spinning for, for the coronavirus and, you know, events started cancelling. Um, obviously, the se- the eventing season was suspended. A lot of, you know, well, by the time we got to the end of March, everything had stopped. And, you know, there was a big question of would it start again and, and sort of panic. But, yeah, experience has sort of told me that I suppose if I had a motto in life it would be that do you know what there is a positive in everything sometimes you have to look a bit harder but there really is a positive in everything and you know despite you know all of the terrible times it gave me the chance to sit down take stock I suppose the last few seasons have been you know quite a whirlwind I was very lucky you know lots has happened I've been to lots of places and um, you know, the few months at home last year was an ability for me to be able to sit down, do a bit of more planning. OK, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Um, you know, if I wanted to go to a particular event, it actually gave me time to sit down. Um, and instead of you know, sometimes, especially on the eventing circuit, events come weekend after weekend after weekend. I mean, you know, in a normal year, um, I would probably be going from sort of you know the last weekend in February to the end of October with probably if I'm lucky one or two weekends off in between so you're suddenly yeah and with the day job going as well um, I mean I'm I'm not complaining I absolutely love it but you can suddenly be going seven days a week you know four weekends uh, a month and it doesn't give you much time so if it gave me anything it gave me the time to sit down take stock um you know, has I got the basics right? Um, if I was able to go to an event right, how was I going to cover it? Most events have a have a sort of standard layout. Um, and it really gave me the time to, to sit down to think about it. And also sort of touch base with some of my um, loyal clients, work out what they wanted going forward. Um, yeah, I was very lucky. Um, obviously, we did... Um, Last summer, managed to get um, the eventing season up and going again, and thankfully, with lots of law clients and contacts that I'd made at, at events, I was, you know, very lucky. Obviously, most people didn't get to go and spectate at events, and suddenly, yeah, then I was in. You almost felt guilty for being able to go, um, but then it sort of almost it become more important that you were there and you covered as much as you could and you got the photos out there because you know for the majority of people that was their only view of the event nobody was lucky enough to be able to go and spectate so yeah it certainly put a different a different spin on things but now I yeah I'd certainly believe there's there's always a positive in there somewhere it just yeah some just take a bit more finding than others and and what bit of advice would you give to up-and-coming riders stroke photographers or or photographers in their own right who are thinking of following the same path as yourself um i definitely say i suppose my sort of snippet of advice would be get out there enjoy what you're doing and give it a go um you know what's the worst that can happen um you know i've been there i've i've competed my horse in in years gone by and you know you're standing there in the stable and you know you could worry about this and what about this and what if this goes wrong and what if this goes wrong um get out there and give it a go you know what what's the worst that can happen um 
for um, sort of people wanting to go into the photography side of things. I think there is, you know, it's a great time. There's an awful lot of opportunity out there. Um, if I can do it, anybody can, surely. Um, and yeah, I would say first and foremost, you know, enjoy what you're doing. Um, yes, you can have a look at a lot of other um, professional photographers on their websites or, you know, social media is a is brilliant tool. Um, but equally, go out there and enjoy it. Find your own style, find your own way of, of doing things and enjoy it. Um, social media is, is a great space. Um, I'd actually say quite a few um, of my existing clients now actually found me through social media rather than my website or, or any other avenues. Um, I'd probably say, you know, just on that point, don't flood social media with, with hundreds and hundreds of photos. You know, pick pick your best work and put two or three photos out there. Um, get out and about, ask questions. Um, we're all a very approachable bunch. If you see me, um, you know, out and about on the circuit, hopefully, hopefully soon with, with the vaccine coming, we can get more people um, out there and spectating and, and bringing their camera along. If you see me out on course and you've got a question, you know, I don't bite, just just come up and ask. It's it's no problem at all. Um, I've covered this subject in a few of the blogs that I do um, via my website, sort of how I got going, which publication I worked for um, and how I got going in, in a more serious capacity. So there's certainly some some blogs out there to go and search and have a read, but definitely um, give it a go, ask questions. But just enjoy it because I think ultimately you really have got to enjoy it. Um, you know, some people ask me how I do fit <laughs> two jobs in as I do. And it's just because I purely love it. I really I'm very lucky to do what I do. Um, so, yeah, first and foremost, in, enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, no, I, that's very good advice, because if you do what you love you sort of don't ever have to work another day of your life because you're doing what Absolutely, you enjoy yeah it's only it's only when people sort of ask me um you know sort of for you know formally you'll get a you know a dm on instagram for example you know how do you manage to to fit it all in um and the answer you know the the quick answer off the top of my head is i haven't got a clue um but you know you do because i love it i i'm very lucky i do enjoy my day job um, and I absolutely adore the photography work that I do. So you do just manage to fit it all in. Yeah. Uh, and what does 2021 bring? What are you up to now? Ooh, okay, so 2021, I am or have been um, busy filling up the calendar um, with a sort of proposed, again, probably quite heavy on the eventing side um, and have sort of provisionally filled up the calendar. Um, Obviously, that's taken a slight pause at the moment as we've got a slightly delayed start to the season for for obvious and, and necessary reasons. You know, there's there's definitely bigger bigger things than eventing out there at the moment. Um, but hopefully the same as last year, we've shown um, we can get the sport up and running in a safe way. So, um, yeah, lots of plans to go to um, some existing favourites and hopefully some new favourites. Um, the, the European Championships for eventing are back on the agenda, hopefully, um, and we're going to have a venue announced for those soon in the next few weeks. So, yes, I'm hoping that 
we can get some European travel in and I can, um, you know, add add to the list of places that, that I have been to this year. Um, lockdown has um, sort of helped focus me as well um, from sort of last year and, you know, you sort of sitting there thinking, oh dear, well, what if we don't get any events, um, you know, equestrian events going? Um, I've also then sort of trying to develop the photo shoot side of things. So, um, yes, there will be um, working with with one of my um, collaborating with one of my loyal clients. Um, we're going to be doing a, um, a photo shoot giveaway soon coming up in March. So keep keep an eye on um, indeed Ooh, on the social exciting. media channels. We're going to get those going. There's going to be um, an additional information on my website as well in terms of photo shoots if anybody would like those when if and when we can all call get back to doing those sort of things um and i've also got um sort of ticking along in the background from from this year and and last year is a very exciting project um with a very dear friend of mine um hopefully collaborating um with her she's trying to launch a new um publication out there into the market so now I'm helping her support that so that's very very exciting as well so no hopefully lots yeah. of projects to keep me nice and busy no, that sounds great well thank you Hannah so much for joining me and the listeners and wishing you well for this coming season and looking forward to seeing your lovely photographs more thank you very much yes channels. thank you Thank you so much to Hannah Cole for joining us on the Equestrian Podcast. It's so fascinating hearing different people's stories and hearing about all the different events she visits and the family she's got with the eventing world, which is really lovely to hear. If you've got a story from a different part of the equestrian world that you'd like to share, please do get in touch by sending me a message. Have a great day and keep riding!